This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers uh, here at the Global Office in Bentonville, Arkansas. Uh, I've got a couple special guests with me today. We, we gave Rocky the, the week off and uh, got a couple brothers here. Uh, Tom C., who you know well, uh, we've recorded him several times, and he's our Regional Director here in Northwest Arkansas, uh, ex-Walmart executive uh, turned uh, Fireball for the Lord. So, uh, and uh, we have uh, with us his pastor, Tim Ryan. And so uh, we're going to hear a little bit of the story about how Tim and Tom's life intersected and and kind of the story of how the journey and, and abiding in Christ and all these things worked in. So, so welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Thank you. Glad to have you guys here. So, so uh, I think I'm going to let you, uh, I just want to dive into a little bit of the story. And of course, as, as you tell the story, you can tell a little bit about yourself and where you were at the time. But uh, so, Tom, uh, you were going to a, a church, which was the Church of Christ Church here in Bentonville. Tim was your pastor, right? Uh, yeah, but I'd rather start somewhere else. Okay. I okay. Here we go. All right, Tom. <laughs> that didn't take long, did that, it? It didn't take long. This, this is normal. That's okay. We'll, we'll listen to you. What, what do you got? All right. So uh, shortly after I became uh, the Northwest Arkansas Regional Director, Rocky t- said, Tom, he says, I want you to go talk to the five pastors that are using the journey as their discipleship tool. And so... I said, okay. I wasn't quite sure why he wanted me to do this or what his back underlying reason was, but I decided I'll do I'll do that. God probably wants me to do that. So I started going and seeing these guys, and I took each one of them to lunch individually and just to get acquainted with them and to hear their story and so on. And the underlying theme out of all five of them was that uh, as pastors, we really are lonely people. Mm. And we don't have, everybody thinks we have a lot of friends, but we don't have a lot of friends. And uh, and I thought that was kind of unusual and weird. And I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe that's true of all pastors, or maybe it's just these five. I don't know. So at that point in time in my life, I was uh, searching for a church to attend. And I had been going around Bentonville to lots of churches. And uh, so I went to the uh, Bentonville Church of Christ, and I heard Tim Ryan speak, and I thought, wow, I really like this guy. And so I kept going back just to really make sure I really liked him, and I liked what he preached, and I really did. And uh, so at that point, I'll turn it, kind of turn it over to Tim, and he can maybe tell us how we, how we met. Okay. Well, uh, Tom and, and his wife, Maria, actually visited our church. And uh, so I gave Tom a phone call and uh, asked if we could have lunch together. And so uh, we met and had lunch, and Tom began to tell his story. And it was like, it, it was wow. I mean, it was just one of those wild stories. And the transformation in his life was just so evident and uh, so uh, powerful. And you could see Jesus in him, even while he was telling a story. And so immediately I, I felt a connection with uh, Tom uh, because of his story. And uh, that really began our friendship uh, from there. 
So, uh, so it kind of got kind of strange from that point. I was out. I had at that point I had nine dogs, and my wife likes Chihuahuas. So the nine <laughs> dogs were really not real dogs; they were really tiny dogs. <laughs> and uh, so I was out walking those nine dogs on on a Saturday. And all of a sudden, I feel like God is telling me, Tom, I want you to go pray with Tim Ryan. And I'm saying, what? Why me? And I want you to go pray with Tim Ryan. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. He's got lots of people that he's friends with and that, <laughs> that are that are closer to him than I am. I've only met him a couple of times. And I said, you know, I don't think I'm the right guy to go pray with him. So we argued for you, about 30 minutes. You and God. Me and God. Okay, got it. Right. I'm Who going to no, argue with God, too. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so as typical with what happens when you argue with God, you lose. <laughs> and so finally I said, okay, I'll do it. And that was on Saturday. On Sunday I go to church, but I don't do anything about what I said I would do. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say anything to him about coming to pray with him or anything like that. Monday comes around, and uh, all of a sudden I've got a guilty conscience that I didn't do anything. And uh, so I said, okay, I guess I better call the church. So he'll probably have Monday off. Well, I called the church, and he didn't have Monday off. In fact, when I asked for him, they immediately transferred me to his phone, and he answered the call. And I said, Tim, I'd like to— I'd like to— come see you on Sunday morning. <laughs> I didn't say why I was coming. I said, I'm just coming. To, I want to come see you on Sunday morning uh, before church. He said, okay. And we agreed on a time. And uh, his recollection of this may be different than mine, I, although I think mine's more fun. <laughs> is that so... On Saturday, I still hadn't done anything. This is before the Sunday I was going to meet with him. Except the only thing I had done was I had worried about what I was going to do because I didn't uh-huh. know I didn't know his family, I didn't know much about him, and I didn't know what he needed prayer for. I didn't know why I was coming in to pray for him. I wasn't sure why I was going to do this. And finally, I said to God, I said, listen, God, I I said, I know I said I would do this, and I know I'm going to go do it. I said, but I have no idea why I'm doing this or what I'm supposed to say or how this is supposed to work. And all of a sudden, in my mind comes this thought that, well, you're supposed to read a chapter of Psalms. And I, so I immediately said to God, I said, listen, there's a hundred and something chapters in Psalms. <laughs> How do I know which one? And, and the answer came back was, well, start with chapter 21, and I'll let you know when you get to the right one. And I thought, well, great. And so <laughs> I start reading them. I got to chapter 25, read it, and God said, or at least the voice said, that's the one I want you to read to him. And I said, Okay, but I don't, I don't understand why this is the one. I said I don't know what it means to Tim. I don't know if it'll mean anything to Tim. And uh, and he said, "Well, I want you to read chapter twenty-five." And he says, "Then pray." So I kind of rolled my eyes in the back of my head, and I said, "Okay, that's what I'm going to go do." So <laughs> I went in there on uh, that morning with my Bible in my hand and. And uh, 
he opened the door to to his office, and, and I said, uh, I'm Tom C. And he said, well, I know who you are. And I said, okay. And I said, I've come here to pray with you. And he gave me a weird look, like, <laughs> he's come here to pray with me, you know. <laughs> and he tells me to sit down on the sofa, and he takes a seat across the table from me in, a, in an armchair. And I said, no, I'd like you to sit beside me. Then I got another weird look. <laughs> and, uh, and he sat down next to me, and I said, uh, I'm supposed to read to you Psalms 25. I think that's what God wants me to do. I said, honestly, Tim, I don't know what, what Psalms 25 means to you, if anything, but, but I'm, I, I believe I've been told to do that. I said, so I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm pretty straightforward. So I I read Psalms 25, and and then I started praying for him. And uh, I can't even tell you how long I prayed. I don't know if it was 10 minutes or 15 minutes or however long it was. And uh, when I got through, I looked over at him, and what I recall is that he was wiping his eyes. And I said, are you okay? He says, yeah, I said, I'm fine. He says, I just haven't had many people pray for me before. And, and then I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to do it. And he says, uh, you think we could do this again next Sunday? <laughs> I don't know if you remember it that way, Tim, but that, that's how I recall it. And uh, so... We started meeting every Sunday after that. Now I'll let you take over, and you can tell the your correct version. <laughs> the correct version. <laughs> well, the thing I really remember about that morning uh, when you came, Tom, was uh, how nervous you were. And uh, we'd already, you know, had a couple of visits before that, and so I saw uh, you're a man of confidence. Uh, you're a man of, as you said, straightforward, and you were so nervous, and it just really surprised me. <laughs> And uh, but through that, I saw uh, a humbleness and uh, a word that uh, is in my top words that I would use to describe you now that I know you quite well. And that's the word obedient. And it was very obvious that you were not completely comfortable with what God was asking you to do. Uh, but that really didn't matter to the bottom line. You're going to be obedient. Mm. And uh, you mentioned several times about, I don't know if this psalm is the right psalm or not, or I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I should be praying for you as a pastor and and all those kind of things. But it was it was just so beautiful. Um, most people who come to my office, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help them. Uh, most of the prayers that I offer with people are are for them. And uh it's extremely rare for someone to come in and say, hey, I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to encourage you. And so uh, why wouldn't I want that more? <laughs> and uh, we continued doing that every week Did you? Uh, until I don't know how many weeks in we were. And I asked Tom that was, it was getting a little bit challenging on Sunday morning. Uh -huh. uh, that's the one time that you really have all the people coming and opportunity to visit with and greet and things of that nature. And so uh, we moved that morning prayer session to um, a weekday. I don't remember which weekday it was Wednesday then. morning. Wednesday morning. And uh, we've changed it a few times since then. But we still, not how many years ago that was, but we still meet together every week and, uh, and pray together. And uh, I, I hopefully now it's a it's more of a two way street. Uh, I know a lot about Tom and his family and, and his walks and his challenges, and we pray for each other. And of course, the more time we spend together, um, the more time we uh, uh, or the closer we we come to each other. And so, 
And this entire story, uh, this is one of the keys is friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom was uh, became my friend. He wanted to be my friend uh, by coming and praying with me and caring about me. And so that really uh, started uh, what is now a very dear and close friendship. Well, and I, and I know Tom is about like me, so passionate about the journey that everyone we talk to, we always feel like we're pitching the journey to everybody. <laughs> um, but in this case, he wasn't pushing you toward the journey. I mean, he was no. he was really just doing it, being out of obedience and trying right. to build a friendship. Did the journey come up in conversation about what had, had changed his life? Uh, it was, I don't know, it was a few months down the road before he even started talking about the journey as, as far as me. Now, I, I heard about his journey yeah, yeah. with the journey uh, earlier than that, but he, he never mentioned it to me about my taking the journey for, for several months. He was just simply my friend and, and prayed for me. Yeah. Well, that did take a a nasty turn. What, what? <laughs> I don't know why you love this part of the story so much, Tom. But on one part, one time I, and I went to his office to pray with him. I brought uh, a complete journey packet with me. And okay. I thought, you know, I'm going to give him the journey packet and I'm going to ask him to read it. And so uh, the whole manual, the, whole, everything. the manual, everything, <laughs> everything, everything, all the books. <laughs> and it's only like five books. I don't know why he would be intimidated. <laughs> and so I go into his office and uh, and I tell him I, that I've, you know, I brought the journey book with him. I'd like him to read it, you know, and, and then we could discuss it. And maybe he'd like to be part of a journey group. And uh, I put him on his desk and he looked at it and he he kind of smiled and he said, Tom, you see all these books on the bookshelf? And I said, yeah, I see them all. I said, you've done a lot of reading. He said, well, actually not. He says, those are parishioners that have been well-meaning, and they've given me all these books (laughs) (laughs) that you hadn't gotten to yet. (laughs) He said, I'll be glad to take them, and I'll just put them somewhere, and eventually I'll get to them. So I said, okay. (laughs) And... uh, I don't know how we, I don't know how, I know I invited you to come on the journey. Mm-hmm. And, and in September, I started a group and, uh, and I invited you to be part of that group just as a, uh, as a regular guy, not, not being a pastor, just a regular guy that goes through the journey. And, uh, well, I would, uh, I would guess probably a year before that is when you first brought those books and asked me. Now, I'm, I'm guessing, but I would say it's about a year before that because I did. I put those on the shelf. Now, I, I'm a reader, uh, but I like to read what, what I choose to read. And, and I'm a pastor. of uh, We were about 750 in the morning, a Sunday morning at that time. And so, you know, it's just it's just busy and there's just a lot of work Mm -hmm. and uh i mean honestly when i first grabbed those materials it did it i did it out of kindness to tom right (laughs) that okay i'll at least take a look at his materials and uh you know at first i you know it's good stuff uh but uh i don't know the further i went into it the more that i liked it uh but then i also has still a lot to do with the friendship with tom is that why you joined the journey group probably Probably so. To get yeah. to the friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I've always uh, looked for something. I've had several uh, studies that I've gone through with men, uh, with couples, uh, families, uh, and they were all good. But I just still felt there was something out there uh, for discipleship, something that um, that contained really everything the journey contains. Mm-hmm. Things that anybody can take and do, things that really brought you into a closer relationship with God. 
And uh, so the more I looked at materials, I did like them. Um, but when I, uh, I actually called Tom and said, I think I'm ready to take that journey group. And I think it was like in the springtime. And Tom said, "Okay, well, we'll you know we'll start a new group in the fall." And I, I remember, man, I was just so disappointed because I was <laughs> I was building up. I was like, finally, okay, I'm going to do this. And it's like, well, you got to wait till the fall. <laughs> and uh, and it, it was it was real challenging. It was a it was a huge commitment to meet every week for uh, for nine months. Uh, but like you said, I, I really think looking back, it had a lot to do with my friendship with Tom, and it had a lot to do with his prayer life, and it had a lot to do with what I keep seeing in him as that aspect of. Uh, obedience. And it doesn't matter what you think about it or if you understand it or how you feel about it or anything like that, but simply being obedient to what God's calling you to. And I was just feeling like God was leading me to uh, to do this. So tell me, what were a couple of the high points or thing, epiphanies or, you know, what, what did God do for you in the journey? You know? Within the journey? Yeah, as you went through the journey, just um, as, a, as a man going through the journey. Uh, the, the first thing that, that just kind of pops out of my mind is— uh, uh, is the sailboat illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, we all want to put that motor on the boat. We want to guide it. And even if we're not guiding it, we want speed. You know, and we, we just want to go. And the sailboat uh, just really hit me about, uh, and that's really what the spirit uh, is in John chapter 3, and about that wind. And uh, really the biggest point to me was when it talked about what on that sailboat is essential cargo. And I went through a time where I took everything out of my boat, um, everything, um, my, my preaching. Um, I put Jesus out of my boat and quickly put him back in because mm-hmm. I just wanted what was essential there and what God wanted me. And so that was one of those defining moments to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second thing that pops in my mind is the aspect of, uh, I think you call it journey 2.0. Mm-hmm. And it's that aspect of, uh, it's not just coming to an abiding relationship with Christ, but it's then you become an influencer. And uh, that's something that I had been trying to work within the last three churches that I had worked with, uh, the aspect of building up others and using them as influencers to to bring others. And so that really connected with me as a, as a great tool to help men to do that. Mm. Well, um, you know, I, I, as I told you guys a little bit earlier before we started recording, um, I think there's there's tons of people out there. They all go to church, tons of influencers out there. They've been touched by the journey. They get really fired up, and then they go to their church, and they they don't see what they saw in the journey necessarily at their church. Some churches don't even have a men's ministry, you know, and, and they don't and they get they get all fired up and want to do something about it, and and sometimes it. It, they get disappointed, you know, and so, so I think I wanted this podcast to help the regular guys out there who go to church and and how do they deal with their past? Maybe have a better appreciation for what the, where their pastor is coming from. Uh-huh. That these pastors are doing what they know to do, and they're they're faithful men, but they may maybe no one ever discipled them. Maybe they don't know how to to do uh-huh. disciple. You know, you just never know. True. Um, and then the flip side is, I'd like pastors to to be sensitive that, hey, there could be a move of God right under your nose in your church with the mm-hmm. guys at your church, and you don't want to miss it. You know, it, doesn't, right. it may not generate from your thoughts or your, your own private mm-hmm. study. It might be something God's doing in your church. So let me tell you what I did. Okay. <laughs> when we got through the journey, I, I said to Tim, I said, uh, listen, if you would like to uh, take a group of men in our church through the journey, let me know, and I'll be glad to be your co-guide <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
And he said, well, I don't know if I'm ready yet or not. And I said, well, okay. I said, when you get ready, you let me know. And I said, you start pulling the names together of people you would like to invite on the journey. And uh, I said, we'll pray over them, and, and, uh, and then we'll do it. So I didn't hear anything from Tim on that subject probably close to a year. And That's then, three weeks, Tom. Three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly seemed like a year. <laughs> no, I don't remember for sure. And and he, and he said, <laughs> and he called me one day and said, "Okay, so I've got a list of uh, I don't know if it's twelve names or not of guys I'm I'm praying for to go take on the journey." And I said, "Okay," and I said, "Share those names with me." So uh, we started praying for for these men every day, and we added a few more after that. And, and I guess we had about 14 guys that mm-hmm. went through yes. the journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was it, was, it was a rich experience. I mean, we met at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yes, we did. 6 o'clock in the morning we met, and uh, so these guys could hustle off to work right after that. And uh, it was really good. It was really good. And... Uh, so since that time, Tim and I have uh, guided a couples journey group, and uh, and that was that was an incredible group. And at this point, Tim is taking uh, doing another couples journey group with one of the people with one of the couples that were got that were participants in our couples journey mm-hmm. group. Right. Well, you know, Tom, I remember uh, you telling me the story, and and there was a point when you said. This is how you do it, you know. So you had the blueprint. So you were telling, you were trying to tell every guy in Northwest Arkansas to go meet with their pastor to pray with them to do to follow what God guided you to do. Yeah. And and as we learned, God doesn't always do the same thing with every mm-hmm. situation. True. I mean, it was a beautiful story what happened. But but what have we learned? But ask both of you guys this: what what did you learn out of this experience that we can pass on to guys out there who uh, either pastors or congregants? I think one of the biggest things is, again, that friendship. Uh, When Tom came and approached me, he didn't approach, here's something I want you to do. Because as pastors, we get that all the time. Yeah. And I am um, sympathetic and trying to be encouraging to people who are passionate about something. Um, But as a pastor, I I can't take on everything. In fact, it's hard to take on anything new because our schedules are so packed. But here comes Tom, and he simply wants to do something for me. And that was so unique. And it's out of that friendship, uh, you know, your friend, you're willing to do a lot more for a friend than, than you are somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so that friendship, and I would say another key was prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom prayed about this and prayed about this and prayed about this. And so, uh, you know, I, what the journey's all about, you don't do things on your own. You do it by abiding in Christ, and then the fruit comes from Him. Yeah. So friendship, um, prayer, obedience are three of the keys that I see. What do, you, what do you say, Tom? I say prayer is a real battle. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where you really get answers is if you pray. Mm-hmm. You know, and it may not always be the answers you want, and sometimes it may not even be the the time that you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if if you're an impatient guy like I am, he was teaching me to be patient, and that's uh, that's hard for me particularly when you get to be as old as I am. You know, you're used to, to creating your own time schedule, and, and God has his time schedule, and you got to work with him, not do what you want. And so 
the only thing to do for me was to pray and just to, you know, to, every time I felt like he was telling me to do something, I'd just go do it. Mm-hmm. And if it, wasn't, mm-hmm. if it wasn't what he wanted me to do, I'd get stopped. <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, the church I was going to a couple years ago, I took my pastor through the journey, and, uh, and I think he really enjoyed it, although he didn't, wasn't able to give himself fully to it because of his busy schedule and all that. But, but he saw the value in it. Um, and then he helped lead a group the next year, and they were trying to get the men's ministry figured out. And, and I thought, well, it's a given that he, he sees the value in the journey. So I, I helped him kind of – I came up with this great blueprint for our men's ministry, and I was all excited, you know, and – and I, we had this meeting, and, and my pastor shot it down. And I got so mm-hmm. – I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. it because it was all about the journey as the centerpiece because it, it works, and why wouldn't mm-hmm. we want to use right. that, you know? And I got offended, and I and I ended up having to come back to him and apologize later because I – you know, I, I think I was becoming the journey salesman, you know, like – you know, like going out promoting it all the time instead of letting the spirit lead. Uh-huh. You know, and Rocky and I had a talk about we can't try to knock the doors down. We got to uh-huh. wait for God to open the doors. And and what I learned is I want to just be an influencer at my church. And I think that's what you were doing, Tom. You're just being an influencer at your church. And out of that influence, he asked you to to pray with your pastor, and and you did, and and that you ended up influencing your pastor to join the journey. You yeah, know? I don't I don't think I was really thinking I was being an influencer. I don't think that I was doing the things intentionally that you just said, although that's what God had me do. <laughs> out, out of and your was, personal walk with Him, yes. out of your own abiding relationship. And, and, and I just, I was, I was just being obedient, you know. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, we've always said this, that uh, if we had our marketing minds on and all that, if we wanted to expand the journey, we'd try to get in every church. We'd do mm-hmm. demographic studies. We'd try to hit the biggest churches first, try to get an appointment with the senior pastor. We'd come in with our briefcase and our dog and pony <laughs> show and our curriculum. Right. And it just wouldn't work because pastors are overrun with great ideas mm-hmm. and people putting stuff in front of them and all yeah. that. And the so. Spirit of God is the only one who knows the right time and in the right way. And it's unique with, with everything. You know, if somebody would have told Tom, uh, okay, we want you to take your pastor through the journey, but it's going to take you two years to get him there. <laughs> he might have said, forget that. I'm going to move on to another plan. <laughs> That's true. That is really true. But, you know, and again, it wasn't just about the journey. That's a key piece. But uh, the friendship that Tom and I now have is just, uh, it's just priceless. That's right. And. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I guess it was. For me, two journey groups ago, uh, Tom and I led a couple's journey. And that that changed so much for me uh, because my wife was going through it with me. Mm. And so this wasn't—I hope you understand this. This wasn't now uh, something that as a pastor I'm doing with a group of men. This is now my wife and I journeying together. And so as we're studying at home, we are, uh, we're talking about these things. Mm. And so it, in a sense, it didn't become a ministry tool. It became a, a life tool with my wife. Mm. And my wife and I are actually part of the guides of uh, this group that we have now. And it's just, I can't tell you how beautiful it is uh, to do that with my spouse. It's just on a, an entirely different level. Well, and I, I hope there's some pastors listening to this or will listen to this. And uh, and what I that was a word to them, I think. Mm-hmm. If you do the journey, mm-hmm. don't do it just as a 
someone who's going to just check it out to see if it's valid or see if it, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not yeah. really on the journey. You're just assessing it, you know, exactly. for its you know, usefulness or whatever. Yeah. Go on the journey and, and see what God does, you know, and, and then share with your wife. And, you know, so I think that's because I've seen that before. I've seen pastors who they're just looking at it. Can we use this tool as a tool? That's mm-hmm. it. They're not looking at it for themselves. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and it's amazing. Every time this is my fourth time and every time I, I learn something new or I see something new or something different. And I just, I can't describe what a blessing the journey has been to me uh, because Tom introduced me to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I, I hope maybe someone is out there listening who uh, will, maybe God wants them to go pray with their pastor. Maybe he does. Maybe, maybe there are some lonely pastors out there who need some mm-hmm. men to, to befriend them with no agenda, not trying to get them to do journey or anything, just to just to be their friend, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, maybe this will spark something. We'll see. We'll, I pray we'll, so too. We will see. So, all right. Well, thank you guys. We're we're kind of almost out of time, and uh, so I thank you for. Uh, <laughs> Tom's looking at the clocks. He, he, Tom, do you have any more final words here? Do you have anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up here? Actually, it's, I, you know, I I can't say enough good things about Tim. I mean, you know, he said a lot of nice things about me, but people that know me probably wonder who he's talking about. But, <laughs> I don't think so. But, you know, this this man is open. He's listening. He's loving. He's kind. He's everything that, that you would want as your pastor. Mm-hmm. Everything. And just, I love, I just love his heart. I love Thank this you, man. Tim. Are you planning on being at Soto, Tim? Do you know yet? Our national summit yes. in May? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tim, and I know you'll be there, Tom. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and Nate Sweeney will be there, who uh, is a pastor who's on our board, who leads an abiding network. He, and he spends a lot of his time helping pastors understand how they can use the journey and how they can make their church a disciple-making church. That's great. So, so for any pastors out there, I hope you'll consider coming to our summit because we'll have some special time just for pastors. You can even have an opportunity to stay in the cabin with some other pastors and, and really go deeper on these concepts. So so anyway, and, and for all the rest of you out there, be sure you register because we know it's going to sell out. Um, it's May 2nd through 5th uh, here in Northwest Arkansas, and uh, it's, a, it's a Thursday uh, evening, late afternoon evening into Sunday morning. So uh, all the information is on our website, www.influencers.org. So anyway, well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, This has been the Influencers Network podcast. And again, I'm your host, Brian Craig, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.